I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people. The only place where Karen's fake having a service dog to get special treatment. And guys, all I can say is the stories today will leave you shaking your heads. Trust me, I hope you enjoyed today's lineup. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link your stories to this email right here. We're diving in. So this happened two years ago, almost to the day even. So for some background, my younger sister has epilepsy. She's currently doing very well, but at the time, she was growing too quickly and outgrew her anti-seizure medication dosage. On this day, my mom and my sister and I were at the grocery store picking up some things. We nearly finished, and we were headed to the register when my sister starts seizing. In her case, she starts walking to the left, ran into a display of magazines, and sank to the floor. My mom knows what to do, so she wasn't panicking. She started timing the episode and making sure my sister wouldn't hurt herself. I was just hovering uselessly, which is why I paid attention to the incident that follows. An employee comes over to ask if there's anything they can do to help, and a crowd starts to gather. The employee tries to direct them away because they're blocking access to a few checkout lanes, but they don't leave. All of a sudden, the entitled Karen comes along, pushing her cart with an infant in the seat. The Karen says very loudly, Excuse me, excuse me, what the heck is going on? I need to get through. The employee tells her, I'm sorry ma'am, but there's a medical emergency. You're gonna have to go around. The Karen huffs and says, But I need to check out, and these are the only open lanes. The employee says, I know, and I'm so sorry. You'll just have to wait at another register. To which the Karen says, I can't wait. My daughter has swim lessons. I need to check out right now. Can't you move them or something? Hearing her say that, I try to step in at this point, since I know quite a bit about epilepsy. I tell her, no, no ma'am, we can't. That would be really dangerous for her. The employee nods and says, that's right. So again, I'm very sorry ma'am, but you're gonna have to wait at another register. It was at that point Karen says, ugh, this is ridiculous. Like, if you're just gonna drop on the floor whenever, you should be required to stay home. My daughter is gonna be late because of this. Everyone around just looked shocked at what the woman said. And there was no happy ending where my mom rips the Karen a new one. She was way too occupied with my sister. The seizure only lasted a few minutes, and when it was safe to move her, we took her out to the car and we went home. Oh my goodness, guys. If you're just gonna drop on the floor whenever, you should just stay home. Well, I'm so sorry someone's medical emergency inconvenienced you, Karen. Like, yeah, I don't know if you can refuse to serve someone who's that rude, but I can only hope she was told to leave after that stupid remark. Guys, I've read hundreds and hundreds of these stories, and I'm still surprised at what some people say. There was a sale today at a warehouse-type store that ends with Co. There were brand new kayaks being sold for super cheap, and they were fully equipped. My mom and I arrived a few minutes before opening, and the staff pointed us to where we could get a kayak. There were only 18 available, and 3 were left. We took one, and 15 minutes later, they announced that there were no more kayaks available. Now, some people were disappointed, but no one really made a fuss about it. 
No one, except for Karen. As soon as Karen heard they sold out, she starts huffing and stomping her feet in front of entrance staff, claiming that they shouldn't advertise the kayaks if they don't have enough for everyone, and that she deserved a kayak because they're just so expensive and that she has a family to feed. Typical Karen stuff. The staff politely explained that they would receive some more over the weeks, and that she could come back at that time. I heard her screaming, asking if there's going to be the same sale, at which point the employees said they don't know. She then waved her hand at the staff and left the store. At that point, me and my mom were loading the kayak on top of the car. My mom went back inside to get some groceries, and I stayed in the car as I wasn't feeling well. Well, the car was too hot, so I found a spot in the grass near the car to lay down, so I can enjoy the fresh summer air. Well, 10 minutes later, I hear rattling coming from the side of the car. Our car. I take a look, and there she was, the same woman with two of her crotch goblins. And she was trying to undo the straps and take the kayak. That's when I jump up, ran over, and loudly said, Uh, may I help you? And here's the conversation. The woman says, Oh, we don't need any help. We're just loading the kayak on our car. It's at that point I say, Yeah, that's my mom's car. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave, or I'm calling the cops. The Karen then says, I'm a struggling mom. Look, I just need the kayak to make my kids happy. Look at them. They're so sad not to have one. I'll pay you. What do you want for it? I say to her, no, please take your hands off the straps. It's not for sale. The woman says, I just want the kayak and then we'll go. Why can't you do a good gesture for us? There's no more inside and I really need... I then stop her at that point and say, you're crazy lady. It's not for sale. I'm giving you one last chance to go back to your car or I'm calling the cops. And the woman stood there with her arms crossed, and she gave me a defiant look. And that was all I needed, and I called the cops. The cops arrived maybe 10 minutes later, and as soon as they step foot outside the car, they ask what's going on, and they told the woman to get away from the car, and they wanted to ask her a couple of questions. She tells police that the kayak is hers, and that she paid for it. To which the police asked to see the proof of purchase, and that's when I show them my receipts, and they say it's okay. At that point, my mom was back. And after a brief explanation, the police said that we can take off and they'll deal with her. So we load the groceries and drove away. The police stayed with the woman, and we could hear her screaming and whining about her kayak being stolen, and how she'll be doing something about it. Me and my mom just laughed, and I'm currently enjoying a relaxing fishing day in my kayak. Guys, I am always surprised that thieving Karens will stick to their stories so hard. Like, it's so weird how when they're caught, they just choose to go with it. Officer, that's my kayak, I swear. Uh, but she showed her receipt, ma'am. She says that's hers. Where's yours? I don't have a receipt. It's my kayak. (laughs) Honestly, Karen, if you were a struggling mom, you wouldn't be buying a frickin' kayak. Well, I guess she technically was a struggling mom. She spent who knows how long trying to undo those straps. Alright, so I have a service dog for my seizures. Now, before I recount the tale of this humanoid embodiment of a wet fart, I need to say a handful of things about service dogs. In the US, there is no legal certification or registration for service dogs. There's no paperwork or certificate. There's also no set of harness or vest that makes a service dog real. And service dogs aren't even required to wear anything identifying them. For a dog to be a service dog, you must be disabled. The dog must be trained to do work to help with a disability. And the dog must not have any kind of bite record. The dog also has to be trained to handle being in public. With that said, on to the story. So this day, I went to the mall with my service dog and ended up going into a home decor shop. 
My dog was wearing a Harry Potter-themed vest, but was marked clearly as a service dog. She was sitting in a close heel. All of a sudden, I hear a loud, angry, excitable barking, and it sounded like it was coming from a big dog. Now, my service dog had been attacked before, so I was kind of freaked out already. I was looking to see if there was a second exit to the shop, and that's when I see the older woman, a Karen, with her severely obese, hyperactive Labrador, and wildly stimulated child in tow. The lab was pulling at the end of his lead, barking his head off, and it looked like his tiny red vest was either gonna snap or cut through his fat rolls. She had the flexi lead attached to his vest, and he wasn't wearing a collar. We're in a sort of weird standoff, where I look like I'm one minor inconvenience away from a heart attack. And the woman's smirking, letting her dog bark its head off, pull, and fling saliva everywhere. The thing was acting like Cujo, bird dog edition. Karen then gets her son's attention by snapping a few times, and then she points at my dog and says as loudly as she possibly can, See, that's a fake support dog. The real ones are always golden retrievers. Now I wasn't really sure what to say to that because she's wrong, and her service dog is currently running in place at the end of its lead because it can't get any traction on the floor. I couldn't get past her because the aisle was narrow enough for Cujo 2.0 to get a hold of my service dog. So I settled on, ma'am, please move, I can't get past your dog. To which the Karen immediately starts getting pissy, and she's claiming that my wolf hybrid, Husky, is actually vicious, and her dog only wants to play. I just sort of told her to move again, and that's when she starts yelling for an employee, claiming that she felt she was in danger and they need to kick me out with my fake service dog. Because said dog, who was standing directly beside me, completely silent, was a direct threat to her psychotic lab. At this point, an employee comes over and glances at me. He then turns his attention to Karen, and the conversation followed. The employee says, your dog is barking and it's not under control. Please leave, you can come back without him. At that, Karen says, excuse me? Are you trying to deny me service because my son has an autism support dog? Now I do want to note that her dog was barking its head off. There's no way it was a service animal or any type of support dog. The dog did not look trained at all. The employee tells her, well, according to the Americans with Disabilities Act, employees are allowed to ask people with disruptive or aggressive dogs to leave. You can still return without him. Karen then says, my son needs this dog. He can't leave the house without this dog. I'm calling police. She then whips out her phone and starts dialing 911. And at this point, I'm still looking for a way to get out of this effing store. The woman is now on the phone with a 911 dispatcher, and she's crying, screaming that her son's being discriminated against because he has a service dog. And she's getting more and more frustrated because the dispatcher is maybe taking a second too long. She then demands the dispatcher send EMS and police. Now, the son is starting to cry loud because he's got an angry mom and it's probably terrifying for him. Now, there's a short lull when her dog suddenly stops barking, nips the ground, and then starts circling. He then pops a squat right in the Pottery Barn entryway, and he drops a giant poop so foul that it could curl a lumberjack's eyelashes. The employee sighs and tells her again to just leave and not come back because it's clear that she just brought her poorly trained pet into the store. The woman resumes screaming. That's when police and EMS arrive, and they start asking the three of us some questions. The employee and I are understandably losing the will to live, and the Karen screaming and gesturing so wildly, yanking her crying kid's arm around in the process. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The cop then turns to the employee and says, Which dog made that mess? Looking at the massive poop on the floor. The employee tells him the truth, that it was Karen's dog. And that's when Karen starts screaming how this is discrimination against her autistic son. The cop then asked what task the dog performs, and she says he's for emotional support. The cop of course tells her to leave because emotional support animals don't have public access rights. The Karen suddenly interrupts the cop. She backtracks and says the dog is a service dog, and it's actually for her fainting episodes, and he barks when she's gonna faint. Now, if the cop had been there about half an hour ago, he would see that the woman wasn't fainting, and she never fainted. Because since the moment the dog came into the store, it was barking at my dog non-stop. It was at this point her dog resumes barking, and she literally dramatically faints. The woman faked fainting on the spot, screaming, Oh my god, I'm fainting! At which point she lowers herself to the ground, guarding her face, and then she goes limp when she's on the floor. Now, we all look at her like, you gotta be kidding me. Everything's quiet for a moment until the cop says, ma'am, and she yells, get the effing EMTs, I fainted, I'm injured. That's when EMS comes over with a stretcher, which she limply rolls onto, making these weird fatigue noises. Her dog resumes barking and her son resumes crying. The EMTs also ask who's gonna take the dog because they're refusing to transport a possibly aggressive animal to which the Karen resumes screaming about discrimination. She then caves after they tell her that she'll not be going to the hospital until someone else has the dog. It's at this point her husband comes into the store, and she yells at her husband to take the barking dog, take the kid, and to leave. The woman is then shipped off to the hospital, and hopefully the psych ward. Yeah, so I hope that woman got a ticket for causing a disturbance and filing a false police report. Like, that story was absolutely wild, guys. And the pretend fainting, oh my goodness, she literally chose her hill to die on, and I'm surprised she went through with it. And as for the husband, I can't imagine what was going through his mind when his wife told him that she was just gonna go to Pottery Barn for something, and she ended up going to the hospital for fake fainting, guys. I, I'm speechless. Okay, so I have a friend from one of my classes who owns a service dog to warn her about any incoming seizures. Most people are very accommodating with the fact that you're not allowed to pet the service dog. And when they do reach over, she lets them know. She told me before that she's never really had any difficulties with people petting her dog because most of them were very understanding about it. Now, neither of us expected it to change, but oh boy, we were in for a surprise. We were walking to the campus library. And right before we enter, we see a mother holding a child's hand. Now, it is a community college, so it's very common for people to see children with a parent who might be attending. 
The child was very interested in my friend's dog Maxie, considering the fact that he kept turning around to look at it. Neither of us cared much about it, and we continued into the library. So we go in and wait for the elevator, when the lady finally catches up to us and waits with us. While we're waiting, the lady turns to my friend, and the conversation between her and my friend, who we'll call Alyssa, pretty much went like this. So the lady says, I couldn't help but notice your dog, he's gorgeous. Alyssa says, thank you, Maxie's a girl though. The lady then asks some questions about what breed the dog was and other specific questions. Alyssa then says, she's a German Shepherd. To which the lady says, oh, she's beautiful. Alyssa says, thank you. So that's when the elevator doors open, we go in, and it's just an awkward silence besides the few whispers between Alyssa and I. And we reach the third floor. The floor is pretty empty because it's about 5 in the evening and most people usually don't stay so late. Alyssa and I sit all the way in the corner. We then notice the woman with her child sit at the closest table to us. It was a bit strange since the rest of the floor was pretty empty and she waited for us to sit down before she chose a table but we just shrugged it off. We were doing our work when both of us start hearing kissing noises. We then look at each other and then the woman who's making kissing noises to Maxie. Alyssa politely goes, hey, please don't distract her, she's a service dog. And the woman responds with, oh, okay. And things are all settled. About 20 minutes later, we start hearing the kissing noises again. And we see this woman trying to get the dog's attention. At this point, we decided the best idea would be to move, so we left to the other side of the library. After about 15 minutes, we hear shuffling, and a tiny boy walks over and sits at the table adjacent to ours, and then he walks up to Alyssa and goes, Hey, can I please pet your dog? In which she responded, No, I'm so sorry, but Maxie's a service dog. She can't be distracted. At this point, the mother arrived and placed her stuff on the table. Both of us began to get bad vibes about what's going to happen and I let Alyssa know not to get too settled in as we might have to move again. She agrees, and then we go back to doing whatever work we're doing. We then begin to hear the kissing noises again, and I decide to take matters into my own hands and say, Ma'am, it's a service dog. You were told once before not to distract it, so please be a bit more understanding about it. Now, that was an awful idea, because the lady says, Hey, it's not your dog. You shouldn't be talking. I tell her, what, that shouldn't even matter. You're not supposed to distract someone's service dog, especially when it's working. End of story. The lady then looks at Alyssa and says, why do you even need the dog? You seem fine. Alyssa tells her, I get seizures. I need to know when one's coming so I can get to a safe area. The lady then says, hey, but you're not having a seizure right now, so let us pet it. Alyssa says, Maxie could miss a crucial moment, so I'd rather not, I'm sorry. The lady says, come on, we could have petted so many times by now and you'd still be okay. Alyssa responds, I don't let people pet her, I'm so sorry, please stop asking. At this point, I'm completely packed up and fed up, and both Alyssa and I are walking over to a table that we were at before, when suddenly the boy runs up to us and pets the service dog. Alyssa quickly yanks on the leash and freaks out. She then pushes the boy away, and we hear, Don't you lay a damn finger on my son. I will call police. The mom was grabbing her belongings and coming toward us. At this point, we had gotten the attention of some people on the floor, and one of them quickly rushes downstairs to get security. We were all very startled, especially Maxie, who kept having her leash pulled every time the boy attempted to pet her. I tell her, ma'am, please keep a better eye on your son. You're not allowed to distract the service dog. Leave us alone. The woman is getting angrier and she says, excuse me, 
I don't see the dog working very hard right now, do I? She's then nudging her son to go pet it. And Alyssa says, the dog needs to remain alert, and when you pet it, you and your son have been distracting it. The lady screams, I still don't see how him touching the dog for a few seconds can hurt you. She's still nudging her son to go pet it. I tell her, you don't have permission to touch it, now please leave us alone. The lady screams, why? She's such a sweet dog, I give my son permission to pet her. She then goes up and starts to pet Maxie, along with her son. That's when we see a security guard, and I swear, words cannot describe how relieved I was. And I can definitely say the same for Alyssa, because she went from being white as Casper to being as red as a bottle of sriracha while talking to the lady. It was so hard for both of us to try to stay calm. The security asked us what happens, and this woman has the audacity to go, These kids touched my child. Now, at this time, it's around 6.10, which is usually the time I leave to escort Alyssa to her classroom. It's a good 5-minute walk, although her class isn't till 6.45. Mine's at 6.30, and from the library, it's a good 10-minute walk away, and when you walk from her building, it's 15 minutes. Both of us are beginning to panic at the thought of being late, and the fact that this woman is screaming just holds us up longer. She then said we let her pet it. The lady kept dragging it, and we just wanted to leave. Things end up getting sorted and we leave, and the guard was totally pointless and no help at all. I'm escorting her to her class at 7 o'clock. Both of us are late, and it's dark out and it's cold, and both of us are pissed. Hopefully we don't see this bitch again next time we go to the library because not only was it difficult to get anything done, but both of us were late. I hope karma gets her or something. Yeah, so I'll never understand how it's so hard for some people to take no for an answer. Like, if someone doesn't give you permission to pet their dog or use their stuff or whatever, don't do it. But frickin' entitled people, right? That Karen literally said, I give my son permission to pet your dog. Really, Karen? Really? But hey, that's r slash entitled people for you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you liked the episode, please hit that like button and subscribe if you're not subscribed so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash petty revenge, where OP gets a great revenge on his psycho neighbor who keeps calling the cops when his grass gets too long. Guys, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.